Welcome to the Fierce Kind Mama of Multiples podcast. This podcast is for anyone expecting or currently raising multiples, twins, triplets, or more. I speak to inspiring parents of multiples who have healed from unexpected pregnancies and birthing experiences and who candidly share the highs and lows of raising multiples. I also speak to the professionals that work with multiple birth families. Together, we cover the practicalities of raising more than one baby at a time, as well as enhancing the emotional well-being of caregivers and children alike. Come join us as we laugh, cry, and share our personal and professional wisdom on all things multiples. I am your host, Dr. Christina Kvetsa, and I am a fierce, kind mama of multiples. Welcome to the first episode of the Fierce Kind Mama of Multiples podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Kavetza. I originally trained as a psychologist, and I'm also a coach for parents of multiples. I am a mother of identical twins, and I am passionate about helping other parents of multiples heal from what is often an unexpected pregnancy and birthing experience. I also want all parents of multiples to feel confident, calm, and excited about their parenting journey. I want you to not just survive the early years, but really thrive and enjoy the season of life you're currently in. I want this podcast to be the place of inspiration for parents of multiples, and I also want it to be a place where people can find useful information that will help them on their parenting journey. So you may be asking why I'm interested in this topic, and you might be wondering who I am. So I thought for this first episode, that I'd give you a little bit of background about myself and how I came to be on this journey of multiple birth parenting. I'm originally from Canada, and I'm currently based in Australia. I came to Australia to complete a doctorate. I had received a bachelor's with first-class honours in psychology while living in Canada, and I was then fortunate enough to be awarded an international postgraduate research scholarship to complete a doctorate in forensic psychology here in Australia. After graduating, I worked as a psychologist in a number of settings, including a forensic psychiatric hospital, a community clinic, and in prisons. I've been a registered psychologist, a clinical and forensic psychologist, since 2008. I was a bit of a late bloomer in life, and I had decided at the age of 39 that I was ready to have a child. At this point, I had been with my partner for a few years, but I was worried that given my age and some pre-existing health complications that I would be unable to have children. In fact, I consulted with a specialist doctor who said that I could try having children, but I would need to get my pre-existing health condition under control first. This created a lot of what I realized now was unnecessary stress, and it made me mistakenly believe that I'd be unable to have children. On the advice of my GP at the time, I got a second opinion from a specialist who assured me that my pre-existing health condition was not actually a hindrance to having children if I followed certain medical advice, which I did. And so following that appointment, my partner and I started trying to have a baby. And much to my surprise, I felt pregnant pretty quickly, but something didn't feel quite right. I wanted to have a baby, but when I found out I was actually pregnant, I wasn't feeling all that joyful and I didn't know why. At the time, I put it down to pregnancy hormones. A few weeks later, I went to an appointment on my own 
because I thought I was just going to get a blood test to screen for chromosomal abnormalities and then I'd get the results later. But it turns out that they wanted to do an ultrasound first to make sure that I was at at least 10 weeks gestation so that the results of the blood test would be accurate. So there I was all alone when the sonographer said that she needed to leave the room to consult with a colleague about my ultrasound results. At this point, I was a bit worried, but I was trying to remain positive, and I really had no benchmark for this sort of situation anyway, being the first time. So I was completely naive to what was happening. I also started to disengage somewhat because the whole process seemed to be taking a lot longer than what I had anticipated. Eventually, the sonographer returned, and she sat back down and proceeded to show me the images on the screen. Her first question was, do you see what I see? So I look up and I see what I believe to my very untrained eyes, what seemed to be two babies. And I just simply asked, am I having twins? And she replied in a very positive tone, yes, you are, congratulations. Well, this hit me like a ton of bricks. It was not something that I was at all expecting to happen. I got myself in the car and the first thing I did was ring my partner who was still at work and I texted my sister back in Canada I think in that first text, I actually used the word overwhelmed. I was, I was utterly overwhelmed by the news. And so was my partner. He was equally shocked. Neither of us had had much experience with children. We were living in a tiny unit. We didn't even have a big enough vehicle for the babies with enough boot or trunk space for a double pram or stroller. To make matters worse, my partner was also in the middle of changing jobs and wasn't sure how much paternity leave, if any, he would be entitled to. And all of my family were overseas, so I had no support. And I started to wonder if I had made a mistake. But part of the problem was I couldn't really tell anyone that. My family and friends thought it was a blessing. Plenty of people were telling me how fortunate I was that it was a miracle that I was going to have twins at the age of 40. And I also had plenty of friends who were childless and not always by choice. So it felt rather selfish and cruel to tell them that I wasn't entirely overjoyed with the news of having twins. And what I've come to realize now is that I was grieving, at least initially, the loss of an imagined relationship with one baby. From the very beginning, I was also acutely aware of the risks of a twin pregnancy, particularly for someone my age. I was pregnant with MCDA twins, which stands for monochorionic diamniotic twins, That means that while my twins had separate sacs, they shared a placenta. I was told that one in three of these types of pregnancies would have a complication. So as soon as I heard that statistic, my fear and concern rose to another level. And in hindsight, it made me, it made it really hard for me to enjoy the pregnancy. Prior to the pregnancy, I'd had an image in my mind of what undergoing a pregnancy ultrasound would look like and how I'd feel. I think I had this Hollywood image of lying on the bed, smiling, while holding my partner's hand and being absolutely overjoyed by images of my beautiful growing baby. But my experiences with the ultrasounds was nothing like this. Because I had to go to the hospital every two weeks, and then very early on in the pregnancy, I had to go weekly. I was often at the hospital for up to four hours at a time. So that meant that I often went to the ultrasounds alone. And also because they were specifically monitoring the pregnancy for complications, my mind and body were basically on high alert the whole time. And at around 35 weeks gestation, I did develop some serious complications, and the doctor said that I needed to have the babies delivered as soon as possible. 
I was hoping for a vaginal birth simply because I had wanted what I thought would have been a smoother recovery. But the doctors made it very clear to me that a cesarean birth was much safer for me and the babies. And while they said that I had the choice, they were quick to point out all the risks with being induced. So in the end, I felt like if I wanted my babies to be delivered safely, then I didn't really have a choice. So I had the C-section and my babies were delivered safely, but being premature, they had to spend time in special care nursery and I was discharged from hospital before them. In fact, my very first Mother's Day was spent visiting my boys in special care nursery. Hi there, fierce kind mama. Are you expecting multiples and wondering how you're gonna cope when the babies arrive? Or do you already have multiples at home and wonder, will this ever get easier? First of all, let me say loud and clear, I get it. Feeling overwhelmed in motherhood is really common. And us mothers of multiples are particularly prone to feeling sometimes like it's all too much. I know for myself that becoming a first time mother to twins at the age of 40 was a huge adjustment physically and psychologically. So I've taken my years of training in mental health and my experience coaching mothers of multiples and put together a guide with my five top tips for overcoming overwhelm as a multiple birth parent. This guide is free, of course, and it doesn't matter what age multiples you have. You may be pregnant or your multiples might have already left home. The principles apply to all parents of multiples. And because I know you're short on time, I've broken down the tips into easy to read chunks that you can begin implementing straight away. You can get your free copy now by signing up at my website, fiercekindmama.com. The next struggle I encountered when bringing them home was trying to establish breastfeeding. As a first time mom, I had no idea what I was doing. My boys were not good suckers either, being premature, and my milk didn't actually come in until two weeks after they were born. I, of course, saw a number of different lactation consultants, but I was still mixed feeding pretty much from the beginning. So all in all, I found that in many ways, what I had envisioned when I wanted to have a child in terms of the type of pregnancy, the birthing and breastfeeding experience, and so on, really didn't play out at all like how I had imagined or how I'd hoped. It took me some time to recognize that what I had gone through was quite difficult because I was a first time mom. I didn't really know any different. And I also felt like I couldn't really complain because there were so many other women who had gone through so much worse. The experience did shake my confidence. My body had changed for sure, but so had my mind. And for a long time, I thought that anyone else could do a much better job at raising my babies than I could, particularly when I was on my own and they would cry what felt like all the time. I wasn't holding or feeding both of them at the same time, or they weren't both sleeping, then chances are at least one of them was crying or screaming. And I remember having conversations with my partner like, I'm not good at this. I must be doing something wrong. It took me a long time to realize that none of that was my fault. I wasn't a bad parent because my babies were unsettled. Eventually though, we got into a good routine and it was time for me to decide about returning to work in some capacity. And this raised another set of challenges that I wasn't expecting because prior to going on maternity leave, I had a full-time position and loved my career, but without any family support, we had to rely on paid childcare and that took a decent chunk of my earnings. So I had to make a hard choice between a job I originally loved and caring for my children. And I remember that there were times when I felt like I wasn't doing either job, my paid job or my unpaid domestic job very well at all. So my multiple birth parenting journey really inspired me to leave the world of forensic psychology 
And I don't know if that's forever, but for now it feels right. I moved into part-time clinical practice and then more recently into developing a coaching program specifically for parents of multiples. I decided to move into coaching parents of multiples because I felt like there were plenty of people in my position who maybe needed some emotional support, but weren't at a stage where they were suffering from say postnatal depression or any other mood disorder. So they didn't necessarily need a psychologist. They might not meet criteria for mental health condition, but they were still struggling somewhat with the demands of raising multiples or even just with the thought of becoming a parent to multiples. I really wanna reach out to women in particular who are feeling overwhelmed. Maybe like me, they're a first time mom, Maybe they don't want to admit to friends and family that they aren't excited about expecting multiples. Maybe they're worried about the pregnancy risks or how they'll survive the early years, or maybe they're in the thick of parenting multiples and they aren't completely satisfied. They might want or need, desire something more for themselves, maybe some additional support in finding themselves again. And so what led me to want to produce the podcast was really wanting to create a space where expectant and current parents of multiples could feel inspired and receive plenty of information that would help them feel more confident and capable. I am so excited about the people that I have lined up to interview. I know that they will be providing important nuggets of information that will help you no matter where you are on your parenting journey. This podcast has a number of aims. First, I want it to be a place where parents, particularly mothers of multiples, can feel safe and respected about the work that they do. Often that work being unpaid, undervalued, and unnoticed by many. I want this to be a place where parents of multiples feel inspired by the other parents' stories, not overwhelmed or scared, but inspired to take action, maybe to do things differently than you thought you would perhaps, to be creative, to simply know that you're not alone in your worries, that many others have successfully traversed the multiple birth parenting landscape. And while it may have been difficult and challenging at times, it can also be incredibly fulfilling and rewarding, with of course, the right support. That is another one of my key aims in producing this podcast is that I wanna be of service to you, the expectant and current parents of multiples who may be struggling internally somewhat, but outwardly for the most part, you're holding it together. I wanna help you feel good on the inside too. That's what my coaching program is all about and that's what this podcast is designed to achieve also. I would love to hear from you as to what topics you might be interested in hearing more about. So feel free to get in touch with me through my website, fiercekindmama.com, or you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. You'll find me there as Fierce Kind Mama of Multiples. I have some wonderful guests lined up and I aim to have a new episode released for you every fortnight. I have so enjoyed this first solo episode, even though I must admit, it is somewhat difficult for me to speak about myself so candidly. It's not really within my natural zone of comfort, if you like, but I hope it's giving you some insight into who I am and what I stand for. And with that, I want to end this episode with a brief rationale for why I chose to call this podcast Fierce Kind Mama of Multiples. Because some people wonder about the word fierce. And fierce actually in this case is an acronym for the values that I want my business to stand for and for what I want mothers of multiples in particular to have and to feel. 
So fear stands for freedom, inspiration, equity, resilience, compassion, and empowerment. I want mothers of multiples to have freedom, to have real choice, and the ability to fulfill their own needs and desires without unnecessary constraints. I want mothers of multiples to be inspired and to inspire others to arouse creativity and action. I want mothers of multiples to be treated equitably and to no longer face disadvantage at every point in the healthcare system. I want mothers of multiples to be resilient, to withstand and recover from what is often a high-risk pregnancy and unique parenting challenges. I want mothers of multiples to be treated with compassion and to foster compassion for themselves and others, to not only be conscious of one's and other's distress, but to feel compelled to alleviate that suffering. And I want mothers of multiples to be empowered, to feel strong, confident, and in control of their life. That is my vision and my purpose. I hope that you've enjoyed listening today and that you've taken something away from this episode that perhaps resonates with your own experience. And I'm really looking forward to being of service to you in the future. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, then please consider subscribing and leaving a review so that other expectant and current parents of multiples like yourself can find this podcast and the valuable information it contains. I would be so very grateful if you left a review and shared this with anyone you think could benefit from listening. If you have a particular topic you'd like me to cover on this podcast, feel free to reach out to me via my website, fiercekindmama.com or connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Fierce Kind Mama of Multiples. New episodes are released every fortnight, so we'll see you back here real soon. Any advice and information in this podcast is general only and has been prepared without taking into account your particular circumstances and needs. For tailored, individualized advice, please consult with a qualified professional. Thank you.